0: Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Rachel, Amy and Molly, and today we're going to be talking about the one of Taylor's most savage and sassy songs, Permanent Marker.
1: Welcome back to the Swift Legacy Podcast, and today... We're discussing Permanent Marker which Taylor wrote as early as 2006, we're not sure whether it was 2006 or maybe 2005 and she wrote it with Jennifer Hansen and Nick Brophy. The song is, she said, about that ex-girlfriend that doesn't know she's an ex and she played it live a number of times, I think it was, was it 33 Rachel? I think you posted on
0: your Account you have a, a way back. better memory than me. This I be, read this like, yesterday. <laughs> four or five years back, I would have posted that. There's a website called Setlist FM and you can put in the artist and the song and it would tell you every single recorded instant of them playing that song. So yes, if that's what not. it said, that's where right, I have got that figure from.
1: Okay, so she first played it in 2006 at the Whiskey A Go-Go. Mm-hmm. And she said multiple times that it was going to be on Fearless, but then... It just wasn't, which is kind of, I feel like it wouldn't have fit on Fearless. Do you agree? I agree.
0: In my my opinion, it would have fit really well on Beautiful Eyes EP. That would have been amazing.
1: So, Rachel, do you want to talk a bit about the backstory of the song? And where the backstory, as
0: you've you've said, she, she wrote it with Jennifer and Nick. And we have a picture of them in the writing session together. And like Amy says, she does look very young in it. She only started playing the song in 2006, so she could have written it before that, but she definitely looks to be 15, 16 years old in the picture, potentially um, in her, what is it, sophomore year of high school, maybe, because she's got an early birthday. So it definitely could have been written in 2006. It's not completely out of the picture. And as she always said when introducing the song, this song is about a girl who didn't know she was an ex-girlfriend.
1: After it didn't make it to the Fearless album, Taylor sold the song to Mary Sarah, who was at the time a 15-year-old up-and-coming country artist, and it was released on her album Crazy Good in 2010. However, nowadays, when we go on to streaming services, there is no permanent marker on the album. And I was reading a few articles, and in all of the news articles at the time, the album was referred to as a 10 track album but whenever you look on streaming services it only has nine tracks which means maybe they revoked the licensing i don't know i don't know how that works but basically the only place you can now get mary sarah's version of permanent marker is on youtube so have you guys
0: listened to that version
1: what do you think of it compared to the original
0: i mean it's kind of what Rebecca's Black Friday was but the country equivalent and I'd mean that in the most endearing sincerest way but it's kind of a 15 year old girl who doesn't have the most musical ability she's got a lovely voice but I don't believe she plays any instruments and she doesn't write any songs she's had somebody else write a song for her and that's that that wraps it up in a nice little boat and it's a lovely little song but for me personally at least it's that's what separates a singer from an artist is when you write your own music.
1: Definitely. I think it's really interesting because Taylor potentially wrote it when she was 15 so there's not actually that much difference between 15 year old Taylor singing it and another 15 year old singing it but there is so much difference in the conviction.
2: The difference Definitely. is the disconnect. The
1: disconnect. disconnect. The song, then,
2: Absolutely. Then like, I feel, that,
1: to it, that emotional connection to it. I feel like Taylor really wrote about something that she went through which means when she sang it she had so much more emotion of it.
0: Definitely. It's hard to to take one of Taylor's songs and have it as your own because she uses so many just personal lyrics. Like I found that picture of you in that green dress, like who the hell is this girl? And what is this green dress? Like we all want to know what it is, but the person who's singing it, they don't even know what it is.
1: Yeah. Like I feel like there was so much venom in Taylor's version. Like it was really, yes. really quite harsh. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the Mary Sarah version was not not flat in terms of vocally, but flat in terms of storytelling.
0: -hmm. Definitely. That's
1: Um, always a part of the storytelling. It really has, and I think it it still does to this day, from the beginning of her career to Evermore. When it comes to this song, there is a myth, and it really bothers me. I'm gonna be honest (laughs) with you. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, and I did believe it for a while. About six years ago, when I first started collecting Taylor's unreleased songs, I read this myth that Permanent Marker was about a girlfriend that Austin had had.
0: I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> so
1: theoretically, these people are saying she wrote this song about her brother's ex girlfriend, and I mean, I don't want to go into the problems of how mind-bendingly ridiculous that is if
2: you listen to the song. But like, <laughs> it blows my mind. So what? What do you guys think of it? I mean, aside from the fact that the lyrics don't make sense, if that was what it was about, Austin would have been what thirteen ish at the time i don't know where it's just one of those rumors
0: yeah people post things though it's like that massive rumor that went around that was like taylor's first boyfriend was brandon borello like someone writes it once and it gets picked up on and then that's why my account exists, period. No. Yeah. Um, like, you know, someone writes it once, maybe it went in a magazine somewhere, but it wouldn't have been quoted by Taylor. Nothing, she's never said anything like that. She's only ever said what we've already said. It's about a song about a girl who didn't know she was an ex-girlfriend.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's really strange and annoying how things like that can, someone says it, maybe in speculation even, and it just gets mm-hmm. picked up as fact. It was reportedly going to be on Fearless, she said this many a time, but I read that it was cut from Fearless in favour of Forever and Always because we do know that Forever and Always was a very late addition to Fearless. So what do you guys think about that rumour? I think it was cut earlier, I I think.
0: It's 13 tracks, isn't it, on Fearless? I feel like that would have been planned to have 13 tracks. but I don't know she might have had to really fight to get the 13 tracks on the album so we don't we don't know either way I do
1: feel like it wouldn't have actually fit on fearless Mm -hmm. sonically I think it would just have been such a better fit in terms of debut because it really it goes with picture to burn and that type Mm -hmm. of vibe the song should have said no
0: maybe I feel like if there was one song that she cut from fearless just going over it now, it's going to be one of the platinum tracks because they were the ones that added immediately after. They were the original Fearless Rejects. So it's going to be something like The Other Side of the Door. Come on, it's got to be The Other Side of the Door.
1: I still can't believe that wasn't on the original Fearless. It's like that be. song is just incredible. So mm. if it was supposed to be on Fearless, it's interesting that we didn't get it in the vault. And considering that we got so many songs from the debut era, essentially, in the Fearless vault. Do you mm-hmm. think there is a chance that Permanent Marker could be put in the vault for debut?
0: Definitely. Do you think it Definitely. should be? I think Permanent Marker fits the um the messages and the storytelling of the debut album better than does the fearless album. Like I said, if she does re-record Beautiful Eyes, I think I think Permanent Marker would be a perfect fit on that EP. We don't know if she's re-recording that one though, unfortunately.
1: I think it would be really interesting i was thinking this the other day whether maybe she records beautiful eyes but she actually adds that to debut at the end like she did with today was a fairy tale because i really wasn't expecting today was a fairy tale to be on fearless
0: no me neither that's interesting though because beautiful eyes like chronologically that was released in 2008 and she made a big deal on myspace about how this is not my second album the second album is coming this is not it so yeah. chronologically it is close to Fearless but she still encompasses that as part of her debut era mm. so it's definitely a possibility.
1: I think it would be really cool. I mean, I think if she were to do that, I would be mortified if she were to class those as vault songs because they have already been oh my released. Gosh. And if she did that, I would just be like, no, I'm out. I don't want the this. battle <laughs> I've been fighting with i heart question mark. One question I do have is whether you think it could potentially be a bit too controversial in terms of a song. I've seen a lot of people say on places like Reddit that it's a bit kind of slut-shamey and with the whole drama over "Better Than Revenge, Girl at Home, what do you think in terms of whether it would be well-received by the fandom and the music industry as a whole?
0: I mean, personally, I'd love it. Same. So, I just, I feel like we had to address that maybe... Yeah
1: certain people might think it was a little bit too far but yeah, yeah. what do you I think, think Molly
2: I think it's different because if it was released as a song that she'd written as a 31 year old and was releasing it now then that becomes a bit questionable but she was 15 16 we basically worked out yeah. And at the time you look back at some of her older music and it's all got that kind of angry like I, I don't know it just fits Teen better and, yeah exactly that's what I'm looking for that's the word I'm looking for so I think if she released it now it's the perspective of a young girl rather than a grown woman exactly yeah and of course you're immature at 15 16 I, th- I yeah. think it's it's much more authentic to release I, it rather than hold it back just because It would be controversial should she release it as a 31-year-old.
0: I love the story in it. Like, I found that picture of you in that green dress. Shaw had a good time cleaning up that mess. He found 30 other pieces, but he'll never find them all. Tried to tape it back together. Now he knows to keep it off the wall. Like, what did she do? What did she do The lyrical
1: excellence is just...
0: What is this picture? Why was it torn into pieces and taped back together? I need to know what happened. Please what was the this. green dress like? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I would I would give anything from music video of that as well. I feel like oh, that. I just picture like the You Belong With Me girl in the red dress, but as the green dress, that's what I picture. What are our <laughs> thoughts on the fact that she, she disincluded the bridge from the studio version, but she sings it on the live version still even after the demo had been recorded does that mean that it wasn't going to be included in the fearless version that was it going to be i
1: think it's very interesting in terms of did she add the bridge after creating the demo because if she created the demo when they first wrote it around 2006 time immediately after they'd written it and then she was performing it live in 2007 it's a possibility that she could have actually added the bridge after the demo was produced
0: definitely it's such a little bridge
2: though it's only two lines long it's not a bad one by any means it's a good little rhyme i don't appreciate you calling him to reminisce the only reason that you're is you're seeing how much better off he is yeah. it's a nice one i like it yeah. and we it's, all know taylor loves a bridge so i mean yeah. it's a good bridge
1: but is it substantial enough to be classed as a bridge i suppose in terms of taylor's
0: writing because yeah. she always bridge city of bridge city it's kind of bridge village
1: yeah, yeah more bridge
0: town that old oh, sack. Coldie sack. Yes.
1: that's perfect <laughs> yeah that's that's an interesting one what do you think molly do you think it would have been included on the studio version if it had been on fearless
2: i think she may have developed it a little bit more maybe built up into more of a bridge than it already was it's interesting to mm. see especially with songs that we've got multiple demos of to see the development of them from you can tell almost just by listening to them without knowing when they're recorded where it started and where how it then got to the album version. So I think if it was going to be put on fearless, she may have developed that bridge a little bit more. Yeah, it would have been
1: song. amazing to kind of hear it as a longer bridge. See what else she could have could have fit into that because I feel like it had a lot of potential. And maybe it definitely
0: has r e v e n g e revenge like <sighs> attitude to I it. Just, I love yeah, that
1: song. I feel yeah. like maybe maybe if we do get it in the debut vault, if we
2: got the longer bridge if that even mm. exists that would be incredible mm-hmm. there's no holding back like revenge yeah. um who i've always been permanent <sighs> marker i know what i want yeah. yep
0: the lyric yep. like let's put me and you in an empty room and see who wins 13 <laughs> so year good. old that's me one of my quaking <laughs> like yeah. what was she gonna do that's a whole other podcast we could talk about There, who would win in a fight taylor versus
1: Ding, ding ding that is all we've got time for today but we will be back again next week with another episode all about taylor and her early career to make sure you don't miss out on any exciting news be sure to sign up to our mailing list via the link in our instagram bio